Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check them out at BetterHelp.com slash MorningStream and get 10% off your first month. Coming up on TMS, does podcasting ring a bell? Nipples always come up. Internet kill the radio star. The 12th, 5th Beatle. Hey Jude. I get to sing all these. Hey Jude. I love Sean Moore. Why can't we get back to eating tuna safe dolphin? Dump the props into the thing with Bill. Store it in your memory deal. Hold on. I'm not supposed to read that Bill thing twice. Hold on. Let me kill that. I'm already, I didn't even get get a good news streak today. Okay. Store, uh, because I'll do store it in your memory deal. All right, here we go. Stored in your memory deal. The card says get. I don't like geese. He's almost the Martian. We named the dog Martha. I made these cat turds out of resin with Bill. Practice good self-nipple care with Ice Ice Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. You know how many times I peed in a f***ing getaway bottle when I couldn't find a bathroom? Plenty of times. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I forgot? I peed in that Gatorade bottle and <laughs> drink that shit once. A good Obi get Obi. The morning stream. You have chosen poorly. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. I'm Scott. He's Brian. I am Brian. I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, that van clip, uh, I think it's, it cracks me up more every time I hear it. Like, it, it yeah. amplifies. Because this last time, it just it felt like he was channeling the uh, the weird Swahili uh, dialect from the beginning of The Gods Must Be Crazy. Like, he's he's this far from putting a... <laughs> I put little pots in there. Oh, man. Do you remember what a force of nature that movie was when we were of a certain age? That was so So weird. Like, it came out of nowhere. They they paid nothing to make it. It was like this huge overnight hit. It was like the... It's viral in a time where we don't think of things being viral. And it was like massively huge. The Gods Must Be Crazy. And then they tried to make a sequel. And that sequel was bad. It was garbage, yeah. My uh, Our sociology teacher in high school, um, I guess, took a day off from teaching us and, and put up that movie. Oh, wow. Uh, I later found out, by the way, like later, and, and by later, I mean like a couple weeks ago, um, 
through a mutual friend, I was introduced to somebody who graduated a year or two before me. And so we spent the entire evening saying, oh, do you remember, did you have this person as a teacher? And do you, do you have this person as a teacher and this, you know, this person? And um, I brought up that sociology teacher because I always found her, I mean, she was she was really pretty and she was one of the teachers that had made the most impact on me as a student, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think about the stuff that that uh, we talked about in that class more than almost any other class in high school. Sure. Not just because she was cute, but, you know. Not just because she was cute, but because it was like, you know, I, I love sociology. It's probably why I like reality shows and, and mm-hmm. uh, torturing you guys for uh, <laughs> trivia and things like that. Sure. But um, uh, so I said, I'm not going to use her name. <laughs> so I said, uh, I'll use uh, uh, Miss... Miss uh, Wilson. Uh, Ketterman. I'll say Miss oh, Ketterman. Oh, Miss Wilson. All right, I'll okay. say Miss Wilson. Wilson. All right. All right, we like it. Go yeah. ahead. So um, we're talking about teachers, and I said, oh, did you have Miss Wilson? And I was about to say, yeah, she was great. And he said, oh, yeah, man, she slept with all the students. No! <laughs> like, Is that true? Well, I, I asked for some clarification, and he's like, well, I, I mean, not all of them, obviously, but but apparently there were, there were rumors floating around that, and I'm like... Oh, damn, she was <laughs> it wasn't you. I kind of thought I thought I was one of her favorite students. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. It's not that kind of relationship. I just want you to learn and grow. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I had any teachers that had that rumor. <laughs> it was just. It was funny because it was the first thing out of his mouth as soon as I said her name. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I had a yeah. teacher who was. Uh, I mean, I don't, this would be seen differently today, I think. But in 1985, uh, I'd have been a junior, a sophomore, I guess, whatever I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a we had a math teacher who was gay. It was like an it was like one of these secrets that everybody knew, but it was supposed to be not known. But he was gay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's fine. But the big mm-hmm. rumor was that him and the janitor were getting it on at or night. A couple. Yeah, and that he'd like, like after hours or yeah, something. Yeah, he'd stay yeah. after hours like grading papers, but really he was down in the uh, you know the gym or whatever. Him and uh, him and I can't remember that guy's name. It was Mister Carter. I don't mind saying his name. He's probably long gone. Mr. I don't know. His, it was Mister yeah. Carter. We we thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was our thing. The, the janitor was male, and uh, he was male. And uh, we mm-hmm. in 1985, we thought that was a real a real hoot because you know yeah. back then. Yeah, I mean back then, different right. attitudes. I mean, it was a we learned our lesson, though. You know, there, was, there was a friend of mine in, God, all right, this would go back, elementary school, sixth grade, because we went to Outdoor Lab, and um, it was always uh, assumed that he was gay. Uh, I mean, even back then. Yeah. Um, and uh, But I was friends with him, and he was my bunkmate. And now that I think about it, um, when we went to Outdoor Lab and we had to stay in the cabin, uh, and we were looking at bunks, he was my, my uh, bunkmate. Because we had the top bunk and bottom bunk, he asked me if I was a top or a bottom. And now that I think about it, <laughs> hmm, that might have had some different meaning. Back yeah, it then. might have been huh. some uh, some hints in there. Might have been might have been asking me uh, mm-hmm. something. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, Brian. Maybe um, yeah, that window closed. Here, uh. <laughs> well, anyway, it's good to see you all. We hope you're well. Um, yeah. I get a booster yeah. today, so I hope I stay well. But. Uh, getting the, the old covid booster are they <clears throat> they they sure. were i had to reschedule it it was originally scheduled but it was scheduled right in the smack middle of my sinus infection they won't give you the booster if you're sick so 
Mm-hmm. I'm good enough now. The antibiotics oh, have done yeah. enough of their oh. job to to jab me. So that's today after the show. Actually, right after the show, I got to run over there and get her oh, cool. done. Excellent. Yeah, it's going to I'm sure it'll go well. You didn't have a reaction to the first two, so I don't think you're going to have a reaction to this one. Yeah, it should be okay. Um, uh-huh. Sam mentions in the chat, and we, we heard from Randy over the weekend, right after Film Sack, uh, his booster kicked in, and he got, it just floored him, just wrecked him. Yeah, yeah. But he also had a kind of a reaction to the second one, so my, I, yeah, my guess exactly. is my I first two were nothing. Exactly, I think that's how that goes. Yeah. yeah, my first two were nothing for me, so I don't expect I'll have much. Although they say if you get it when you're just coming off of a cold. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> a really bad cold that comes from a toddler. Yeah. I don't know, man. Those stories I hear from yeah. that are just horrible. I hear it's bad if you've been playing Halo, you're going to have a... Yeah, right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, so that's today, yeah. but we have other things to discuss. For example... Found a little something I thought you might find interesting. It's again from our our era, uh, okay. sort of uh, more early '90s, but you know, pre-internet or right as the internet was about to happen, Bill Gates went on David Letterman, and he did it to I guess this is mid '95, so this is a little well in the '90s. But he went into to uh, to Letterman show uh, in 1995 as part of a promotional tour. Bill Gates running around the country talking to talk shows and stuff for Windows 95. And this question came up and Dave's reaction, though, you know, it's comedic because he needs to be comedic. I I get that. But it also, I think, is a telling thing about the time where we really didn't know what this quote unquote new Internet thing was. And Mm -hmm. I just thought the clip Mm -hmm. was interesting. So I'm going to play it. All right. So here's that clip. But, but, you know, I think about this. And what about this Internet thing? Do you do you know anything about that? Sure. (laughs) What, What the hell is that exactly? It's, it's become a place where people are publishing information. Right. So you, everybody can have their own homepage. Companies are there. The latest information. It's wild what's going on. You can send electronic mail to people. Uh, it is the big new thing. Yeah, but you know, uh, it's easy to criticize something you don't fully understand, which is my position here. Go ahead. But I, I can remember a couple of months ago, there was like a big breakthrough announcement <laughs> that on the Internet or on some computer deal, they were going to broadcast a, a baseball game. You could listen to a baseball game on your computer. And I just thought to myself, does radio ring a bell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just... Swap, by the way, there's, there's a... swap that for podcast just for the heck of it. Yeah, like right, exactly. Radio yeah. show, and, and you'll get why this was interesting to me. So anyway, here's well, the... well, Dave, uh, it's actually how people are going to get all their porn in the future. <laughs> here's, uh, here's, the, here's the rest of it. <laughs> There is a difference. It's not a huge difference. What is the uh, difference? But you can you can listen to the baseball game whenever you want. All right. Too. Oh, I see. So it's stored in one of your memory deals. Exactly. And then you can That's come back the RAM a year thing later. you talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Do tape recorders ring a bell? <laughs> okay. So I just thought <laughs> I just thought like you know as much as it's Dave just trying to be funny, it's also yeah. kind of shows everybody's brain at the time of like yeah exactly like why would you yeah, want to do that? Well, I can go to a library and find books. I could do this and yeah. get you know a newspaper and get published works yeah i thought that was great so uh so yeah and there's lots of other stuff like for example icor says it radio has limited range radio has uh 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 what what else i gonna say oh um interference uh, interference right there's like a sound quality issue there's a million little caveats you could throw around this thing that we would all understand now Right. You know, we're right. all running around with Spotify and Apple Music and a million other services in our head exactly. and podcast players and all this stuff. And we don't even think about it. But, 
you know, at the t- at the time, it must have seemed insane to a lot of people. Like in really? 25 years, you're going to have a show. Mr. Letterman, that is only available via streaming. Right. People and your, have to. <laughs> and your beard will be snowy white and 40 feet long. <laughs> Can you believe so, it? And Schaefer will still be bald. Yeah, and you'll go, ha, da, Paul, ha, 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 Paul, he'll say. Well, anyway, <laughs> thought you didn't know that. Paul. Uh, hey, speaking of stumping, no, there's no speaking of. I have no transition. Yeah, yeah speaking of stumping Brian, let's stump Brian. Uh, a listener, a very cool listener, sent something into me that we have okay. to do. And uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, hold on. Okay. It's right here. There it is. Okay. So this is the person who sent it in, Tim Watson. I want to thank him for this because it's awesome. He's uh, almost he, the dentist from Seinfeld. Right. He almost is. It'd be If it was Watley, we'd all He's be. He's almost the Martian. So, <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, uh, you know, look, sounds like Brian's Mr. Music guy and always talks about the Beatles this time of year. Why don't you stump him on some Beatles questions? And I said, ooh, okay. ooh that'd be fun. Let's do that. So, Brian, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna give you some questions here. If all you right. get them right, you hear this. If you get it wrong. And uh, this is our chance to throw questions at Brian because he's always quizzing us, and you know it's sure, nice to turn sure. the tables. I like I like uh, when the tables are turned. I like being quizzed. Yeah, why not? So here's his first question. Let's see how you do. These are multiple choice. Uh, there are twelve okay. of them in total. According to the Beatles song, what is the capacity of the Royal Albert Hall in London? Well, now they know how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It's. Uh... Do you want to know? Or I won't even give you the options if you just know it. I think it's. I might need the options. I think it's a hundred, a thousand holes in Blackford, Lancashire. Uh, yeah, let me have the. Uh, let me have the choices. Is it A three thousand, B one two three four, C four thousand, or D ten thousand? Oh shoot! Ten thousand holes in Blackford, Lancashire. Um, ten thousand, I think, is right. Is it ten thousand? <laughs> Incorrect. No. The answer is 4,000 holes 4, in Blackburn, Lancashire. And now right. they know how many holes it takes to fill the... All right, now here's... know how many holes it takes to fill the Albert Hall. There you go. All right. I love to... It's all right. Turn. It was okay, a... Keep, it was keep a, going. Keep going. Keep it was an early, season, you know, season. just an early get you wet kind of... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Wet your whistle. <laughs> I'm wet. Thank okay. you. Thank Great. You. Uh, uh-huh. That was the wrong terminology. Okay, here we go. Who, in August 1962, advised Neil Aspinall to stay on as the Beatles' road manager when he was considering quitting? Was it A, Pete Best, B, Paul McCartney, C, Pete Best's mother, Mona, Mona, or Mona. D, Brian Epstein? I was going to say, Brian Epstein would have been my guess. He was the um, Beatles' producer before George Martin, and that was that would have been my guess without hearing the choices. So you can um, stick with that one then? Keeping him on as road manager. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, Brian Epstein. Brian Epstein, is that correct? Ah, oh, man, Pete Best, actually. Oh, really? It was Pete Best? Yeah, it says when Pete one of Best... the one of the twelve people uh, lovingly called the fifth Beatle. <laughs> they yeah. really are. It's like I don't know about there being twelve, but there are a bunch of people who. Oh, yeah, he's like the fifth Beatle. George Martin, Brian Epstein. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, lots. Now, what's funny, here's some added info. When Pete Best was sacked in August of 62, he persuaded his best friend Neil Aspinall to stay with the Beatles. Neil Aspinall at the time was in a relationship with Mona Best, his mother. Oh, his mom, okay. Uh, Neil Aspinall later became managing director of Apple Corps, which is their oh, um, cool. recording their label. deal. Yeah. yeah. 
and yeah, then Billy a long, Preston, another fifth Beatle. Yeah. And then a long, long lawsuit would happen with Apple computers. That it was a long and winding road that came from that. Decades. <laughs> um, all right, next one. What is the relationship between the subject of the Beatles song, Dear Prudence, and the person named, nicknamed Old Blue Eyes? So what is the relationship? Oh, wow. Okay, so, well, Old Blue Eyes is uh, Frank Sinatra. Prudence mm-hmm. is a John Lennon song, um, but John Lennon's... John Lennon had crappy um, upbringing. Like uh, his mother didn't even live in the same house; lived down the street in like a different house. Kind of disowned John Lennon's father and uh, and John. Jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure Prudence is not. I want to say no. Martha was uh, Martha was the dog. What made you say that name? Um, let's see, Prudence. <laughs> Who would that have been about? Do you, want, um, do you want the options? I can give you the options. Oh, yeah. Let me have the options. All right. Here yeah, you go. Thanks. Sister and brother-in-law. There was no relationship is B. C, daughter and father, or D, wife and husband. Okay. Well, um, daughter would have been Nancy Sinatra. I'm ruling that one out. Um, sister, brother-in-law. What was the last one you said? Brother and sister? Uh, Just, last oh, one no. Was husband wife, and wife. Wife and husband, husband and wife. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say husband and wife. I'm going to say one of Frank Sinatra's wives was the inspiration for Dear Prudence. Is that the correct answer? Jeez. Incorrect. The answer sister. is sister and brother-in-law. Uh, uh, Prudence Farrow, whose sister Mia Farrow was married at the time uh, to mm, Old Blue Eyes Frank okay. Sinatra. Yep. Prudence Farrow. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. cool. I didn't know. I always forget that Mia Farrow, even after seeing that documentary, was married to Frank for a while. I forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, all right. What part did Mark Dingham... Philip Gard and John Bining play in the making of the Beatles song I Am the Walrus. Here are your options. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll better take those options because yeah. I don't know any of those damn names. Oh my God. These so are tough. These are tough. Uh, a, uh, they were the costume designers for the promo film of uh, for the promo film promo of the film I Am the Walrus. Yeah. B, uh, they were members of the stream of consciousness therapy group that attended John Lennon and are credited as additional lyrics on the record, or four additional lyrics. C, they were session musicians for the song, or D, they were actors in a radio play featuring the song. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, geez, I mean, I could, there are a whole bunch of backing vocals at the end of that song chanting, um, jumper, jumper, stick it up your jumper, or something like that. I can't remember what the actual <laughs> line is, but it's the that's the what it's been uh written as uh i'm gonna say they're the stream of consciousness uh the john lennon thing let's find out if that's the correct answer incorrect the answer is they were actors in a radio play featuring this song who would know that really who would know that no one in a radio play that was was the one i ruled out immediately yeah that's surprising actors in a radio play Uh, all right i would have as well all right, which yeah. of these so-called fifth Beatles appeared in the 1978 <laughs> Peter Frampton and Bee Gees movie Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club oh, Band? Oh, okay, all right. A, Pete Best. B, George Martin. Not to be confused with George R.R. R. Martin, just George Martin. <laughs> just George Martin. Yeah. yeah. C, Billy Preston. Or D, Eric Clapton. Ooh. Man, uh, Billy Preston was my first thought. And, I, you know, I'm going to stick with Billy Preston because his, his funk would have fit in perfectly with that BG's uh, abomination. Well, you are... 
correct. Nice. Finally, jeez. Billy Preston. In, one. Billy Preston appears as Sergeant Pepper. George Martin worked on the soundtrack, but did not appear in the thing. Oh, so, really? He was yeah. Sergeant Pepper. How did I not remember that? I remember George <laughs> Burns as Maxwell and his Silver Hammer. I remember Aerosmith doing Come Together. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I forgot that Billy Preston was Sergeant Pepper himself. Now here's one. I don't know how you'd ever know this, but here you go. Okay. Which actor from the Beatles film A Hard Day's Night is connected to the Sanford and Son character Fred Sanford as played by Red Fox? So which actor sure. from that from Hard Day's Night is connected to Sanford it's and Son? Connected, okay. All right. Yeah. And your answers Lamont. are A. <laughs> I a, hope Lamont is a choice. <laughs> uh, a Victor Spinetti. B Wilford Bramble. C Anna Quayle or D Lionel Blair. I don't know. I'm going to say the first one. I'm going to say the first one because that's the only name that actually sounds familiar. Victor Spinetti? Spinetti, yeah. Let's see if there's any Spinetti spaghetti here. Here we go. Let's find out. Oh, I'm 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 all right not knowing that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) Wilford Branville. Branville. He started, uh, let's see, Albert the equivalent of Fred Sanford in Hard Day's Night, but he played Paul's clean grandfather. Okay, that's a weird Paul's one. Paul's clean ground. Okay, yeah, it's weird. God, I've only seen that once. You know, that was one. That's funny. That uh, it is funny. This is actually funny. Uh, <laughs> I saw that because back when Apple was introducing QuickTime, mm. we were developers, and they really wanted us to do a lot of stuff with QuickTime. So we got a big box of promo stuff, and one of the things in there was um, the a, a CD with the QuickTime of. A Hard Day's Night, the entirety of the film. This oh, is before weird. DVDs and stuff. Oh, weird. That's weird. Yeah, so we got a CD containing the entirety of Hard Day's Night from Apple. What I might even it? still have that what somewhere. Was the, what was the format? Did you, how'd you play it? Was it like uh, just we the played it with QuickTime on our... I don't remember what the format was. QT1 or QT4? But just some file? That's all it was? Just some file, yeah. Wow. Okay. Like on a CD. I mean, we had to put the CD in, we had to launch QuickTime, and it would play it on our... Performa 630s or whatever we were using for development back then. Nice. Yeah, it's a, yeah. My memory is that the way there was a period of time where some CDs, they were pushing a format where CDs would autoplay certain formats, but your player yeah. had to be compatible with doing it. Yes. And I don't know oh, what that was. Yeah, they also we also got the Residence Freak Show, and I was the, I was a big Residence fan anyway. It's these these four guys who wear giant eyeballs. They dress in tuxedos with uh, top hats. Yeah. And then they have giant eyeballs for heads. The oh, Residence. Wow. wow. And um, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and and anyway, they gave us their entire Freak Show interactive experience. Weird. Well, all right. Here's uh here's your next one. Yeah. You just watch this, so this may help. Peter Jackson's film Get Back. Covers mm-hmm. the period before Ringo Starr goes off to make the Magic Christian movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, who was Ringo Starr's co-star from the Magic Christi- Christian? Oh. Was it a- even appears? He even appears in the film. I'll answer this without. Uh, oh, good. Uh, it's Peter Peter Sellers who shows up and just sits sits around like a bump on a log <laughs> while the band is talking about. Uh, I don't know something. Yeah, you are correct. Well done. Yeah, yeah, that's the exactly it's, uh, right. Inspector Clouseau himself. They had other, the options on here were Eric Idle, Michael Crawford, Barbara Bach, and mm. Peter Sellers, and you absolutely got it right. Barbara Bach, I think Barbara Bach showed up too because she was, oh no, she wasn't married to Ringo at the time. She married Ringo afterwards, and they're still married. I think. Yeah, they're together. She was. She's yeah. the one in the Caveman movie with him. In right? Caveman, yeah, yeah. That yeah. movie is 
a piece of holy shit. <laughs> yes, it is. It's so bad, Ringo. I bet. Oh. I'll bet. It, I bet it's better though if you compare it to the Magic Christian. <laughs> Probably really bad things about the. Magic I have Christian. never even seen hide nor hair yeah. of that. I've only heard of it, and I have no idea what to expect from it. I wouldn't mind seeing that. We should film sack yeah. that. We should film sack that. Uh, all right, here we go. What? Um, what connects? This is, an, this is a weird one. What connects okay. Richard A. Cook? Sorry, Richard A. Cook the Third. Mm-hmm. Eleanor Braun, Julian Lennon, and Meta Davis. Oh, these are all people who are are sort of named in Beatles songs. So, um, well, let me hear the let me hear the choices because okay. I know Jude Julian is Jude. Eleanor it was um, used for Eleanor Rigby, but let me hear the choices in case oh. that's not one of them. <laughs> so that whole Jude thing being mar- uh, heroin is bullcrap. That it was never true. Yeah. Okay. No, but Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds is LSD. Oh, it is. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what what Strawberry Fields? What do we got there? What do we got going there? Um the rumor and I don't think this was uh, the rumor was that it was the um the track marks left on your arm from shooting up. Oh. Everybody wanted to make everything a drug reference back. They then. absolutely did. It's like it's the same way, you know, they said, "Well, Paul's dead because, you know, if you play this backwards, it sounds like they're they're saying Paul is dead." Yeah. This yeah. stuff is so stupid. I kind of loved it when anyway. I was younger, but it's stupid now. Anyway, <laughs> stupid. All right, uh, they are hear, all. They hear are, the, uh, the option. Here are your options: A, they are all featured in Beatles uh, in the Beatles film Help. B, they were members of a pop group that performed Lennon and McCartney songs in the 1968 Eurovision Song Contest. That's a dumb one. That's a great. Wow, I mean, this someone went deep with the. Uh, that's I love whoever wrote these. Yeah, that's these great. are really great. Uh, they were inspirations for Beatles songs. Or D, they were members of a short-lived Beatles tribute act formed by Julian Lennon. Obviously, C was yeah, the. I'm sticking answer. with the C now. Um, so let me have those names again because I got Julian and I got Eleanor Rigby. Who are the? Uh, we got Richard two? A. Cook the third, Eleanor Braun, and Meta Davis. Davies, sorry. Meta Davies. I wonder if um, Richard A. Cook was the inspiration for Mr. Kite and the benefit of Mr. Kite. Oh, that's oh, an interesting. Maybe. I'll have to. I'll have to look those up and see who, who those get. What songs those two inspired? So, so Hey Jude, Meta Davis. Is huh. ju- if Hey Jude is just. Um, it's Julian. Yeah, hey, Julian. Julian. Don't be sad about your parents' divorce. Was that? Is basically what that was. Yeah. And then, and then, but that kid just, he just got left in the dust. Man. He really did. Yeah. Hey, Jude. I'm leaving. I now. love Sean Moore. <laughs> Gonna treat him like he's related. <laughs> what? Uh, where are they now? <laughs> are they around? They're around, right? Him and Sean, yeah. they're doing stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to say that um, I think they might have both been involved. I know a lot of the surviving or the well, the Beatles children were involved with, um, or maybe they just all got together and watched Get Back when it got released or something. Oh, okay. That's, I don't know. I should, I should, I, I actually really need to see that. I haven't watched it yet. Everybody's telling me to see it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, final two questions. Here you go. Who was said that Ringo, or sorry, who first said that Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles? Okay. Was Probably it? Ringo said it first. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, John Lennon? Was it Jasper Carrot? Was it Paul McCartney? Or was it Philip Pope? Oh, man. Oh, was it the. Uh, so in Get Back, they read an article from the, uh, the Daily Mail that kind of talks about the Beatles being past their prime and they're doing all this stuff. And I want to say Philip Pope was the uh, 
I might be wrong. I think Philip Pope was the writer of that. I'm going to say Philip Pope. All right, let's see if it's Philip Pope. Is it Philip Pope? It is Philip Pope. Cool. It's fun to say that name. Um, here's, a, here's some background. So for many years, comedian Jasper Kerr was thought to have said it first, but it was first said by the actor Philip Pope in a 1981 sketch actor. written by Jeffrey okay. Perkins, that one you mentioned, uh, for the BBC comedy show Radioactive. Uh, by the way, earlier we were asking who Richard uh, A. Cook was the inspiration for what song. It's, yeah. He's Bungalow yeah. Bill is who that is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All the children sing. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, all right. Final question. I think you're doing all right at this stage. I I might have turned things around about halfway through this. Yeah, and considering the, I think the high difficulty level of the thing, I don't. I think you've done pretty good. Yeah, these are these are tough. Here's your final one. uh, Sorry, who did John Lennon publicly describe as a stupid get? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, Here are your options. Walter Raleigh, I think, but let me hear the choices. Paul McCartney, Walter Raleigh, uh huh, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Or uh-huh. Tommy Smothers and the and the Smothers Brothers of the Smothers Brothers. Uh, sir, uh, boy, they're really keeping with the bungalow bill. Uh, uh, sir Walter Raleigh, he was such a stupid git. No, no, no. <laughs> well, by the way, oh so, no, that was I'm so tired. Not uh, bungalow bill. That's from also from the White Album. And for the record, chat, it is. I probably is supposed to be get, but it's written it is, here. It's, it's written get. here as get. So that's why. I oh, said really? That. Okay, yeah. yeah. Such a stupid git. Yeah, yeah, it means get. Uh, you would, so you say Walter Raleigh? Is that Sir Walter Raleigh, yeah. You are correct. Well done. Yeah. You did it. Thanks. Brian, I didn't keep track, but you did well. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure somebody out there Somebody did. out there kept track. You can tell good, Brian what good, a score uh, was. Good set. Who's, um, the, the person who sent that in, I think, is the, in there, right? Greg? Uh, yes. The name, once again, is... Hold on. I have it right here. Uh, that was from Tim Watson, who put that together. Tim so. Watson. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. The, the Martian. TRPW in the chat. TRPW. He's oh, right there. wow. Me, so is, says, is yeah. the T, Tim, and the W, Watson, and you have two middle names? Yeah. What's that about? Or does that sound? Does that sound for uh, only will P West or something like that? What's your deal? <laughs> now we must know RP, more. RP. Yeah, that was great. Real I like player. doing these. Tim, real player Watson. <laughs> He's a real player. I like it. All right, yeah. uh, I love doing those sort of things. So uh, thanks for that, Tim. Uh, that was awesome. All right. Uh, yes, Brian. Tell us about this horrible news because oh, this is bad. Yeah, stuff. no kidding, boy. We have to go from that um, to this. So. Um, uh, some sad news going on here in the the uh, Ibbitt household, specifically Tina's family. Um, her dad, um, a couple months ago, was diagnosed with uh, squamous cell carcinoma um, and previously had um, uh, a blood cancer that required him going through chemo. He went through chemo, came out, and, and we thought things were going to be okay. Yeah. Um, the squamous cell carcinoma has um, kind of... You know, devastate his health, and it was so far along that there was really nothing they could do to treat it, except kind of just extend his life by having him do some chemotherapy and sure. uh, Taxil and stuff like that. So, um, uh, so he they basically said, "Yeah, we're looking probably at like six months." Well, that changed uh, this last weekend. With um, him contracting COVID somehow. We don't know where, um, but somehow Jim um, got COVID. And uh, the COVID just basically accelerated everything. And he's got blood clotting in his lungs, which is something that, that COVID you know, can cause in, in circumstances. And this cancer he's, is a lung-based cancer, right? It's a, it, it, the, uh, the squamous cell carcinoma can be 
a lot of different things. It can be um, bone. It can be. Uh, it can manifest in different places, and I can't remember where it was. the The blood clotting is definitely coming from the lungs, but I think right. um, I don't remember if the squamous cell uh, carcinoma. So, um, so he's in the hospital. Yeah. He's in. Uh, he's being moved to hospice care. Um, and I did something that I never, you know, uh, eighteen months ago, never would have expected that I would have done. Mm. But I, as well as Tina and her mom, suited up in full gown, face mask, gloves, a shield, face shield, and went into his, uh, you know, went into his uh, hotel room. So kind of exposed. We kind of exposed uh, all of our our health uh, to potentially getting COVID. But I, I don't. We couldn't not have done it, right? Like you know, it's it's a situation where you've got to. Yeah. Um, and you're quarantined uh, now. That's the that's the thing. Is your yeah not- self quarantining? I've had yeah. the. It's funny. He's had the vax and boosters, um, which probably is is what is has made things so. Um, uh, uh, so much better than they probably could have been with for for his wife for for uh, Connie. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't know how much worse things could be for him, but for her, yeah. the fact that she's been vaxxed and boosted as well is probably what's kept her from getting it this whole time. Yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, I'm self quarantining. Um, talked to uh, Doctor Tolbert basically four days after our last interaction with him. I'm going to take the test and see if I've got it or sooner if I have any symptoms, but, um, so no puzzle pine tonight, no, uh, Spider-Man Thursday, no, you know, whatever. That's fine. What, uh, obviously those are such insignificant, um, yeah, even Spider Man. You guys might think that Brian would do anything for Spider Man, but no. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to potentially infect an entire theater full of people. Yeah, because I can't. Ri- I can't rip on people who are jerks with COVID and be one of them myself. So I obviously <laughs> right, have. You don't want to be, be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. So I don't um, like this uh, world we're living in of resurgent cancers. My wife's sister. Uh, you know, I told oh, the story about yeah. her stage four colon cancer. They thought they got it all. She went in for a new test. She's got like eight new tumors, and they're all moved into her, her abdomen. And oh, it's all this mess now. And now we don't know how long that's going to take or what the deal is. She finds out today, I think, what the plan's going to be or what the, you know, uh, all of yeah, that. What, She's a lot younger, the, but man, it's just uh-huh. like. Cancer. Which is even worse, right? I mean, it's bad. It's, it's, it's horrible regardless. But man, when somebody even. When it's somebody young, it's even worse. Yeah, it's terrible. She's not even in her fifties yet. She's like forty-eight, I think. Yeah, her sister. So, man, and I, I we, like I said, we went to the hospital yesterday, and I can tell you just firsthand um, seeing the uh, the hospital workers and how overworked and stretched the limit. Basically, beds at the hospital are um, they if somebody checks out, somebody leaves. Uh, they turn that room around and somebody's in there that same day in yeah. that same bed because there's so many um, COVID cases. And the current count is like 81% of the people taking up um, hospital beds right now in Colorado are unvaccinated. Yeah. So, yeah. So if there's people listening who are unvaccinated, yeah, you know, maybe it's time. Do yeah, it. Just pull, up your, get it pull up your big boy pants, get the shot. <laughs> it's no do big it. deal. Super easy. Well, um, pull down your big boy pants, get the shot in your butt or pull up your big boy sleeves and get in the arm well it definitely so. sounds like 
he's on, you know, this is your, instead of the months you were going to get, or even the, weeks I know we were thinking, it. all right, we'll, we'll get Christmas with them. We, we did Christmas. Like we gave him a Christmas present last night. We picked up a, um, when we were in Ireland, picked up the coat of arms for his family oh, and, cool. um, had it framed. And we knew, you know, that That's this cool, might be though. the opportunity. Yeah. What yeah cool he loved it. Oh my God. Him. His face lit up. He is in, Amazingly, the best spirits. He is such a strong, positive person. So yeah. um, he's uh, he's he's taking this in tremendous stride. And he still has hope and and whatever. What I'm not going to stop people from. No, heck no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, well, I you know all the best to them and and to Tina, of course. And as someone who's lost their father, it's it doesn't matter what process yeah. or when it happens. It's all it's bad. It sucks. It's never it's never easy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, <clears throat> so there you go. There's our there's our dark part of the morning news. Yeah. So sorry, um, folks, to kind of bring things down after that great Beatles quiz, but um, <laughs> uh, we go. From- I figure if people, you know, people on Friday are going to say, Brian, what'd you think of Spider Man? I'm going to have to say. Well, here's I didn't see it. I didn't one. see it. No spoilers, please. Well, listen, if anybody does want to take their phone into a showing and uh, <laughs> stream it for me, I'll happily. <laughs> yeah, you got any Plex uh, Plex server folks? No, I out don't. There? I, that's that's a movie I don't want to see on anything but a but a big screen. Even if it's my own big screen here, but I will be in theaters before it finally comes to video. Yeah, so. there you go. I th- I would think so. I would think it'll hang out That's right. for a bit. I oh, think- Icore, yeah, we've got the um we've got the AMC stubs, so there's no refund. We just basically we get twelve movies a month and, and uh uh so there's no I don't have to worry about getting a refund. I'm I'm excited for whoever looks today and gets those tickets that we got right in the middle of the packed completely you know sold out theater good good for you guys yeah well done someone <laughs> somebody checked is. and did it i'm sure <clears throat> already yeah. somebody's got your spot they have no idea somebody has yeah exactly like whoa how are these seats available all of a sudden yeah their minds yeah. are blown all right so, well lo- anyway we'll launch uh, into our best some to tina and her family and and yeah obviously tina's who i'm most worried about because i'm Sure, I'm a bald, I'm a bald fat guy, and and COVID ain't good for me. But she's uh, immune compromised because of her uh, previous cancer and that sort of thing. So keeping right. her safe is my number one priority. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's right. that's my my big worry right now is her. Well, now to cheer us all up, let's do some really dumb news. Let's just stupid, stupid, stupid news. Uh, brought to you by. Brought to you by Andrew Lee and his Etsy store, which you can find by going to Etsy.com slash shop slash Andrew JL, uh, or just visit AndrewJL.com. Uh, Andrew says, quote, my custom leather business is Andrew JL Leather. I made custom leather goods, custom leather cigar cases, leather book covers, pouches, laser etched keychains, wallets, etc. Uh, end quote. Check it out at etsy.com slash shop slash Andrew JL. Yeah, go check it out. One of our uh, listeners <clears throat> making cool shit. That's right. All right, here's your uh, story. First story of the day. A woman delivered her own baby in a car, but not just in a car. You hear about these stories all the time. Okay. Oh, pull over to yeah, the Walmart. Exactly. I got to have this baby or whatever. No. I think uh, Linus from uh, Lost was born <laughs> in a go. car. Exactly. Uh, but in yeah. this case, she was born while traveling. And driving, sixty she miles driving? per hour. No, was she really driving? I think so. Let me make sure about that. I don't think she was driving. 
Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It was a. Yeah. It was a. It was in the passenger seat. I was hoping well, she was driving. It was driving. a Tesla. It was on auto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the robot was getting him there. Uh, she right. she gave birth to this kid at 60 miles per hour. Her partner sped through flooded roads, uh, trying to reach a hospital in Cumbria. It is uh, appropriate because that's where uh, he was conceived in a no. car going 60 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Try to do all your big moments at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> or she, I guess. She was conceived. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's Not see. Her. her name is Chiara Musetti, age 28, was just minutes away from Furness General Hospital when baby Sienna popped out as her partner, James Spence, 32, rounded a roundabout. Oh, yeah. those roundabouts, they'll do it to you every damn time. Yeah. You want to be late for something? Get in a roundabout. <laughs> We have one here that nobody knows how to use. Everyone's stupid. They're all stupid. Really? Oh, my gosh. We know how. We know exactly how it works. Yeah. You're yeah. To I even around. know how to do it the opposite way, thanks to Ireland. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, if, yeah. if you've had enough experience with a roundabout, it should not be a problem. But there are people who yeah. live here that are just like, I'm in the circle, so I'm just flooring it. I'm not yielding anything. Yeah, exactly. Dumbasses. <laughs> They're so dumb. Uh, well, if they're yeah. in the circle, they don't need to yield. It's the ones coming into the circle from outside. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. So this lady had the baby. They stayed calm uh, as best they could. You know, obviously it's sure. hard to sure. have a baby, but little Sienna. Could you turn fine. the radio down? <laughs> uh, he was. Uh, she she's okay though. Baby's good. Good. So congratulations to those people. I don't know where Cumbria is. It's in the UK somewhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, Cumbria. Yep. Here's a here's a fun story about fake meat. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm into right. this. So some faux meat uh, burgers made from maggots and mealworms are on their way. Yeah. And so this is going to get us into a conversation about would we or wouldn't we uh, yeah. eat this. Uh, but uh, anyway, dinners have been increasingly warm to the idea of burgers made from peas and coconut oil, crab cake, crafted from artichokes and kelp. And chicken nuggets formed with gluten and tapioca starch. But big food producers are betting they'll soon welcome crickets, beetles, mealworms, and maggots into the mix as well. Uh, Everyone's looking at the environmental impact of sourcing food. So there's a lot of growth potential, says Taiwanat Kesezipawan. Sure. Group director of innovation at Canned Tuna producer Thai Union Group PCL, which is diversifying into insect proteins. And we already, like, I've got a bunch of... Uh, dog food here that's all cricket protein oh really and the dogs love it they freaking so, love it it is an animal isn't it is it not still considered i guess an insect isn't meat no but it's a it's, it's a protein carapace i mean it's <laughs> it's considered a i mean it's a safe to eat protein and it provides yeah the proteins yeah. you would get from meat and does it in a way that's actually healthier for you but also way less like what is it like I mean, we've eaten crickets on the show. I've eaten, yeah, scorpion. Well, but see, so you won't have the the idea here is it being burger form. You, you won't you never even know, know the right? Difference. Exactly, yeah. you're eating a, a double animal yeah. style. Yeah, and it's uh, and supposedly like you'll save. I forgot what it was with the dog food. It's like four hundred thousand gallons of water a year would be used for your dog's food to be produced, mm-hmm. or you could go the cricket way and it's like cutting ninety percent or something. Of how much water it takes to do a thing. <laughs> and we don't give the dogs the option. We say, would you like your food to be made out of yeah. maggots and crickets? Yeah, <laughs> they don't know. No. <laughs> no. Those are bugs. <laughs> Rock you, Raggy. <laughs> Rock off. <laughs> I'm breathing. 
you people are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your little Scooby Snacks? <laughs> Rock off, Raggy. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, um, let's see. Oh, vegetarians wouldn't eat them still because they're living sure. beings, right? Yeah, because they're right. It's still an animal product. Yeah. Insects are, after all, animals. But evangelists say the 2,000 or so species of edible critters have low carbon footprint and require less than livestock and many grains. That part's pretty much undisputable. The question is, are we sure. going to get used to this idea of that burger patty being made out of a bunch of crickets? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about the... I mean, I'd... I'd do it if you didn't tell me about it, right? So it would have to be a situation where um, after I ate it, you could say, by the way, you remember on TMS when you said that you'd, you'd eat a burger if it was made from mealworms mm-hmm. and crickets and maggots uh you just did yeah but i couldn't do it if you said brian here's a burger enjoy it and it's cur- it's made from crickets and maggots and mealworms for me if you said mealworms i'd be more attuned than i would if you said crickets or maggots maggots oh, I'd be already, crickets i'd be still be okay with but the maggots is where i kind of uh, draw see, the line where i struggle with crickets is they've got like hard edges to them and shells and like legs and things yeah. or at least mealworms yeah. are kind of just a meaty little worm, you know? And Can we just go back to eating dolphins? I mean, things were so much simpler. <laughs> yeah, life was easier when we just killed a dolphin. Life was easier when we just could eat dolphins. Yep. <laughs> That's my dolphin. That's as good as I had right there. That's all I could do. That's the best I have. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Frank says, so you'll do something if you didn't know you were doing it? What a brave statement, LOL. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's, but... But the difference is that I that I want you to tell me afterwards, right? So it's not like, nope, if I ate it, I don't even want to know I ate it. But go on with my life. Yeah. I think the brave statement is saying, by the way, you just ate cricket or you just ate maggot. It's like, yeah, and then you not well, throwing right. up right then or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. That's the that's where the bravery comes in. It's a small, it's a tiny bit of bravery, but I'd say it's still bravery. Well, when I was in China, when I ate those... Uh, dog tongues I didn't know what they were until I ate them and then they told me yeah and so I started to wonder would I have eat would I eat them again knowing that I'd already eaten them and it was fine right no I think I wouldn't yeah they grossed me out to know that I don't know like there are parts of the world that are already used to this they're eating mealworm based food and they're already eating crickets by the handful and everything else so they're they're gonna be fine but I don't know you got a you got a cultural problem here we got to work on it and I'm I'm fine with uh, Beyond Meat. My only issue with the plant-based burgers is that the way they're currently producing them, there's not a calorie difference because they add so much salt to make it taste burger-like. Yeah, yeah. too um, much sodium. I agree. You know, if I'm going to be, I, I, you know, happily do it, but I just I want uh, I don't know. I want well, not if o- I'm going to eat that, I want to lose weight doing it. Not only that, they they're the process of making those meat alternatives is not yeah. as it's not a giant cut in the carbon footprint. Like you're actually not saving that much. So there's, there's the health benefits and the vegan benefits and all of that, Uh uh, supposedly, but the, the environmental impact is still pretty strong. I'm all for like an alternative thing. And I, what I want is them to figure out the lab grown meat. I want them to get that nailed down. So you take DNA of the, of a steak, you know, right. And you right. grow it in a lab and just do it so well that it's like the perfect steak. We're good. We're well, going Joey Pants to come on and tell me. Uh, I know that this steak was grown in a lab, That's but right. it's the uh, <laughs> it's the most delicious steak I've ever eaten. 
I just saw him in my recommendal this week, which I'll talk Did about. Did you? On, uh, oh, can't wait. On Wednesday, yeah. Beverly Hills. No, not Beverly Hills Cop. Was it Beverly Hills Cop? No, it was uh, Running Scared that we had the first appearance of Joey Pants yeah. with the uh, red mohawk. I think it's the first time I ever saw him ever. Yeah, yeah, me too. Very young in that. The one I saw him in here is a little later. Let's see, that would have been 88, my movie that I watched. Okay. I watched Ooh, an old wait. movie. Can't wait. I watched an old watched movie that is the second of my two recommendals last night, and oh, yeah? it was also very good. Really? Yeah. Okay. We're going to find out tomorrow on Recommendals. Yep. All right. Uh, final story here. A bear, a Bay Area, that's, you know, there's San Francisco and all that business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Bay Area horse molester is sentenced to jail, finally. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You can okay. all unlock your doors, everybody. That guy is Just going say to nay. Yeah. <laughs> say nay to... <laughs> To this, uh, a man who sexually molested horses uh, at an equestrian center in the Marin uh, Headlands was sentenced to 212, sorry, 210, I don't know why I said 12, 210 days in jail on Tuesday. Because you wanted it to be a palindromic number. I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. Deep I think down, secretly, you want everything to be palindrome. Part of me wants every number to, to do a pattern. Yeah. I can't help it. I get it. I believe it. Koshin Dion Baker, age 23, who was ordered to register as a sex offender for life and stay at least 100 yards from the crime scene, uh, the Presidio Riding Club, as well as other stables and barns. Do you really have to sign up to be a sex offender? Not sign up, but, you know, register as one because it's the horses you're after? I don't know. I mean... Man. <laughs> that just seems odd. Like, do you have to explain? You go to your new neighborhood, and the neighbors are like, we hear he's a sex offender. It's just horses, I swear. Just, yeah, I don't, but I don't know if that makes it... it I don't know what it, it makes, makes it. It just makes it a weird... Not better, not worse. It just makes it a weird <laughs> worse. It is a weird, worse. weirdly worse. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's really weird. Because I don't want to see, I mean, God, it's horrible if, if it happens to a kid. Yeah. So I can't really say what's worse if it's a horse, but <laughs> it just feels like, yeah, I think our kid might still be in danger, even though this guy's molesting horses. Yeah. Like, but for so he's a child molester. Well, at least our horses are safe. Yeah, if he's capable, if he's capable of the one, you worry about the other, or you worry just right, that the guy's exactly, unstable. Exactly. And, yeah. So at some point, the horses aren't going to do it for him anymore. Yeah. He says the brutality. <laughs> the, the Martin County, or sorry, Marin County District Attorney Lori Frugoli. Frugoli. Frugoli says the when brutality. You're here, your family <laughs> she says. The brutality of the defendant's act, act is reprehensible, she says. Uh, whether the victim is a human being or animal, there's no place in our society for this kind of cruelty. Well, I agree. Yeah, I agree. yeah agreed. Um, Rangers found a vehicle crashed near a ditch when they tried to. he tried to run away. In the uh, interview, the defendant admitted to crashing his vehicle, breaking into the buildings to get tools to get his vehicle out, uh, and then sexually assaulted the horses while he was there. He further states uh, he was under the influence of mushrooms while the events occurred. Well, that could be a huge part of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope when the judge sentenced him, uh, he said, all right, the number of years you're going to be sentenced to is... He banged it out however many times. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to, trying to do that uh, so that the uh, listening audience could enjoy it as well. But that would be 210 times. By so. the way, I can make laugh. Ma- make laugh. I can make I Van, can make laugh, I too. can make laugh. <laughs> I can make Van laugh uncontrollably just by doing a horse noise. All I have to do is go... And he loses it. He thinks oh, that's sure. hilarious yeah. for some reason. Oh, good. Are we good, Opie? 
All right, we're going to take a break. I made that word when I dropped all my Scrabble tiles on yeah, the floor. Yeah, like, oh, God, Obi, that's not a word. Moops. I'm sorry the card says moops. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time to spend some time with uh, Bill Duran making things. We're going to have a science segment with Bobby, all that and more coming around the bend, but Brian has to play a song first. Sure. Well, here is a band that is touring, uh, touring the U.S. with Dropkick Murphys, and it won't surprise you because this band feels like, oh, well, I listen to these guys, and then I'm also going to be in the mood for some Dropkick Murphys. These guys are um, Celtic Punk, The Rumjacks. They have a uh, brand new album coming out February 11th called Brass for Gold. I guess it's an EP. This is the second single they released from the album. It's called Blood Soaked in Chorus. Here are the Celtic Punk heroes, The rum, The Rumjacks. What are you doing? What are you up to these days? I don't know. A lot of people are thinking about therapy this time of year. It's just the right time to do it, you know? It's getting cold out. A moment to think to yourself. And um, I don't know. The best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies, really. You know, we get our cars tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road, right? 
That's a thing we do. It's worth checking in on. We get our annual checkups to go to the gym to maintain, you know, physical wellness, or we go to the gym to do that as well and prevent injury, disease, that sort of thing. You get that yearly, uh, you know, checkup with your doctors. Good. And we do chores regularly to avoid big messes. Nobody wants a roach running around. Keep that house clean. Well, going to therapy is like all of these. It's routine maintenance on your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's necessarily wrong with you. It just means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. As you know from listening to the show, you know my sister Wendy, who's a therapist also, you know this stuff's important. You know what matters to you and those around you. BetterHelp has customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can't start communicating so quickly in traditional methods. You can start doing that right away, like in 48 hours or less with BetterHelp. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? Taking care of that carb and not your own mental well-being? Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And the Morning Stream listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Morning Stream. That's BetterHelp.com slash Morning Stream. Go do it now. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I think back on all the pizzas I've ate. <laughs> the morning stream. A little dabble, do ya? We're back, everybody. That uh, song again was? That song, uh, The Rum Jacks, from their upcoming EP, Brass for Gold. It's a new song called Blood Soaked in Chorus. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Punish props time. We're going to talk to a real maker now. The maker. And I don't mean a giant worm on Arrakis. Uh, name the maker. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. But, but you are talking about the person that C-3PO thanks when he goes into his uh, hot oil bath. Oh, right. That movie. maker. Yeah. Thank the maker. Uh, it's Bill Duran. Your bat uh, cave is open maker. there, Bill. <laughs> that was a good uh, Anthony Daniels or whatever his name thank was. You. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much. Very good. Uh, Bill Duran joining us. Uh, maker extraordinaire and uh, purveyor of all things PunishProps.com. Uh, Bill, it's good to have you back. How are you? Oh, good morning. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah. Good morning, you too. I feel like it has yeah. been a couple. Oh, yeah, because I was gone last Monday, right? I think you were sick last Tuesday, yeah. Or Tuesday. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, Tuesday I was sick as a pig. And mm-hmm. I did, uh, I went in for the COVID test that morning. That was the That's what the it was. Test. Yes, right. Yeah, and then the then the forgotten the wallet and then go back. Yeah, that whole thing. Oh, my gosh. It feels like a million years ago. Anyway, <clears throat> Bill, uh, having you around is just such a treat. And here we are, the holiday season, trying to find out what we should be making for each other instead of just buying. And I thought maybe you'd be the guy to ask. Actually, you don't have to talk about that if you don't want. But hey, Bill, <laughs> what's going on this week in the world of making? You should make stuff for your your family and friends. I, I made some stuff for gifts myself. I agree. Good, good practice. Yeah. Why not? Uh, we recently put up a video. Well, last week we put up a video of a prop tour in our basement oh that's fun yeah so we put most of our props up on the wall in our studio uh and i like that because when we film our videos now you can see them all in the background but that means 
people have been asking about them. Mm-hmm. We've been making these things for well over a decade, and there are an awful lot of them. So we put up a tour of me walking around and talking about all of them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there were one, <sighs> 118 of them that we cover in this video. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Do you guys have a good security yeah. system? I'd worry somebody's going to see this and go, man, I'm going to break in there and take all those cool props because they're rad. <laughs> As far as ever, anyone knows, we live in Fort Knox. Great. Yeah. <laughs> what is he going to say? No, actually, we don't have. A, yeah, we yeah. don't even lock our doors at night. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, wow. That's yeah, great. we 118. Uh, we didn't even cover everything. I'm sure there's more things around here somewhere that I missed. Yeah. Um, what's funny is I never really set out to be a collector. I don't. I don't really collect things. Uh, but. My life kind of just attracts you just, this stuff. You just can't get rid of the things you make. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and there's also that. So many of the things I have up on the wall are things I made, most of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the things I made are things that were purchased or gifted to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to talk about prop collecting because it, it is a big world. You don't even have to be a maker to get props. You can just collect them if you want. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of different types of props you can collect. <laughs> so, you dump the props into the thing. Yeah, you dump the props into the thing. I don't know how you have so much room. I mean, I know, yeah. you know, you, you at some point you would have to either bigger place to store it all or start getting rid of stuff. But do you find that's a challenge? Just you know, keeping it all and yep, yeah, definitely a challenge. <laughs> we don't have a dining room anymore. We got rid of our dining room table to turn it into an office mm-hmm. and most of the office is full of props yeah and the spare bedroom is full of props yeah <laughs> uh and then uh there's a bunch of them in the in the living room and then there's the whole basement shop which is just full of props all right you keep so, going like this and yeah. you're gonna one day be my favorite episode of of hoarders it's gonna be an amazing right. episode. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because it won't just be like cat turds and newspapers it'll be like no it'll be but it'll stuff. be like uh why well, made these cat turds out of resin and right. these, yeah. these newspapers are made out of foam <laughs> <laughs> yeah there'll still be plenty of cat turds and paper but... oh yeah yeah, yeah. no that's great <laughs> i i don't know how you do it but it, uh you know this business you're in necessitates the physicality right it's not like my Absolutely. world where almost yep. everything is digital you got to have a lot of physical stuff well, and who would trust a prop maker that didn't have props all over his walls right, right? like yeah right. i mean great point great point oh you've so, got one of those uh i've got so that little um extra hands uh bendable thing with all the yeah. roach clips on it uh i have one of those too and i put it on my chest and put some sunglasses on and pretended I was Dr. Octopus. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Good. You look like Alfred Molina sometimes. I do. Yeah. Hello, Peter. <laughs> Hello, Peter. I'm back with a lot of makeup and CGI to look good. <laughs> Hello, Peter. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, Bill. Continue with your tour. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, one of the types of props you could, you could collect would be a screen-used prop. And, and I, I'm here to tell you that Hollywood makes a lot of them. Yeah. So they're out there, and they keep making them. They keep making new stuff. So there are websites like the uh, Prop Store, which I've talked about before on here. Um, they auction off screen-used props. And there are several other websites like them. And if you look on eBay, you can find screen-used stuff. Um, authentic- authenticating things like that is the, the tricky part. So if you buy something on eBay, it may not be authentic. Websites like Prop Store do a great job of screen-matching and authenticating the stuff that they sell. 
So if that's your jam, like if you just if you want you know a, a prop from your favorite movie, that's the place to look. Oh yeah, I just uh, noticed there's uh they got the gun and the sh- and the vest from the Punisher TV show that's mm-hmm. just up now. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what they're asking for this business. Uh, let's see. So yeah, They'll well. usually put an estimate on there because these are auctioned off, so the the price is variable. Yeah, it looks like it's oh, it's in auction now. I don't have a price. Weird. Okay. Hmm. So it sounds like they're. What do I hear for the thing? And then they. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah okay. That's cool. Uh, so now, obviously, like you can go buy, you can try and buy like a hero prop or a, a screen-used costume. Those tend to go for big bucks in the tens of thousands sure. or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, but there are a lot of other props that can be had for a song. So looking for things like smaller props, handheld stuff, or things that they made many copies of. Mm-hmm. So, for example, sometimes they need currency for a movie. Um, and they'll get a bunch of funky alien currency printed, and then they just got piles of this stuff lying around. That stuff can get sold off for cheap, cheap, cheap. Sure. Uh, also, look for props from movies that weren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Frequently, sure. the props are amazing, and people aren't interested in them because the movie wasn't very good. That's a really cool good point, right? Like you could have a crappy prop uh, prop from uh, Dune, but it will go for so much more money because it was Dune. Mm-hmm. But right. you can get a great prop from I don't know. Uh, Look who's talking to. Yeah. (laughs) Bruce Willis head baby or something. I don't know what you'd get from there, but, but yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So like your crappier made sci-fi and, and, and uh, you know, fantasy type epics that nobody cares about. You're going to find some rad swords, guns and that sort of stuff. I'm guessing. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So keep an eye out. If you just want something from a movie or a TV show, look for that. Uh, Now in my collection, I, I don't have anything that's actually screen used. I've never, tried to purchase anything like that i do have a couple of things that were used in production though i have a resin casting of a blaster from the original battlestar galactica yeah um so it's just a blank resin casting it hasn't been painted or anything it wasn't used on screen but someone on the production had the mold and then ran some copies and somehow i got one right uh i have a the same thing a resin casting of a belt buckle from one of the pirates of the caribbean movies yeah pretty cool uh and i also have a chunk of metal from mythbusters uh, it's a piece of one of the things they built that was cut into small pieces, and I got my hands on one of them. That's cool. So I have a small chunk of metal. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of like getting a piece of the Berlin Wall for nerds, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. I do. I cherish it. I just uh, looked. Now, uh, nothing from Hudson Hawk or Spice World. Oh, so, oh man! You have to look at like what's your favorite bad movie, and then just yeah, kind of go yeah. from there. Yeah, I looked for Fury Road, and they've had some Fury Road auctions on here, but they're all oh, gone. Yeah. It's they, done. Mm-hmm. Super expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Now, unfortunately, you could now if you don't get you get your hands on a screen made prop, you can get a fan made prop, and nowadays there's tons of artists you can find on the internet that will sell you a fully finished replica prop yeah uh etsy and ebay are great places to look for that um the junkyard on the replica prop forum is another good place although you need to be have an account in good standing to access the junkyard you can't just sign up and start buying stuff uh and then digging around on instagram is another great way to find artists who do prop commissions Mm. Uh, i used to do prop commissions i don't anymore i just i only want to make videos but there's still a lot of people out there taking commissions you can just straight up buy a mass effect gun from them if you want yeah they're Uh, your your day is there obviously you'd rather be making videos of the work you're doing but um 
why is it that you would like just for any other burgeoning dudes out there is there is there a reason why you don't want to make props uh, commissions anymore like commission work not just doesn't do it for you or what's the deal like just too much focus or what yeah the the main thing was we shifted especially once brit started working here full-time in 2015 we shifted our focus to educational content um and that just takes up our all all of our time i just i don't have time to do individual commissions for people unless there's a special case for a friend or someone with a giant pile of money yeah (laughs) i can always (laughs) i can always make time yeah i absolutely have a have a price you never say um, never. I always say oh, I am available. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am available. But to uh, to accomplish what we want to do with the the educational content, we had to put all of our focus on it. So that's yeah. the main reason why. No, that makes sense. Uh, very yeah. cool. Now I I have a few, quite a few props that I got fully finished either as a gift or so. I actually bought a handful too. Sometimes one of my friends will be selling a prop, and I'm just, I need that. I'll buy it. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, you can get fan-made kits, and I have tons of these. So since painting and finishing can be the most time-consuming part, lots of artists will just sell the raw casting or a raw 3D print for you to go paint at home. Mm. Uh, and it's kind of fun to, like, collaborate with someone. I, I have a bunch of these, and um, it's fun when I see one of these props up on the wall because it's like, hey, my buddy Harrison made that, and then I painted it. And it makes me think of him, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Then, of course, you could just make all of your props from scratch. Mostly what I've been doing yeah. over the last 10 years. You're a scratch proper. That, that's how you can build your <laughs> prop collection. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, well, I recommend this video highly. It's nice to see all the stuff. Every once in a while, one will pop up. And I'm like, I remember when he came on the show and talked about that the week he made it or right. whatever. And yeah, and most of the ones we talk about have videos if you want to go watch those. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Uh, so go check that out. PunishProps.com, of course, has the featured video right there in the YouTube channel uh, as well. Hey, Bill, you got a little extra bonus content this week? I sure do. Just drop the link in the chat there. If you look up Miniature Howl's Moving Castle on YouTube, you'll find this. Studson Studios. Um, this guy does a bunch of like miniature work. He built Howl's Moving Castle out of garbage. And it looks <laughs> amazing. Oh my gosh. It looks so oh, good. It wow. also looked okay. like it took forever. Oh, that's interesting. He's just... Like if you got old Tupperware, old containers, you basically wow. have shapes, and then you make those shapes work for. Oh, that's a freaking great! That is incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm not good. This person's good. That's yeah, how I feel too. If I've learned anything, it's that this person's great, and we are all are not great. Yeah. Nobody's great. <laughs> that's my that's my takeaway. Um, all all right. the rivets. Holy cow! <laughs> so many rivets. That's my a lot. Of, a lot of effort went into the video too. I'm very very impressed by the whole thing. I think yeah. it's my favorite of the Miyazaki films. I love that one. Mm. Um, something about that castle. <laughs> that's that's main. That's the main. Really? Gig. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Spirited Away guy, but this, I still do like this one a lot. Spirited Away is cool, especially because it's got that weird ghost thing that eats furniture and then throws it up or whatever it does. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I really, I really nailed the why people love that movie. Um, uh, Bill, always a pleasure. I hope you have a wonderful continued Christmas season. I guess we'll talk to you one more time before Christmas. Yeah. Uh, maybe two. No, no I don't think we will. No, won't. We? Oh yeah, we will. I'm sorry, we will. Twenty first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. we still got. We got one more with Bill. We got time. We got. We got Bill. Bill Duran, everybody. Punishprops.com, of course. Carm, com. Uh, plus, uh, <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Chinbeard. Bill, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye now. All right. Well, that's that's a thing we did. 
That is the thing we did. Yep. And, and we now, did it well. And yeah, we'll yeah. Do it again. If we did it well, uh, we can't. We don't know. You'll have to tell us. Yeah. yeah. But now Bobby's in, and he's in to win. Uh, hold on. Here he is. Hi, Bobby. Oh, wait, I got to play your freaking deal. Hold on. Science. There he is. Hey, Bobby Frankenberger uh, joining us as our science correspondent and the host of All About Science or All Around Science. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, run on, run on over here, Bobby. Yeah, why don't you run here <laughs> and be real sweaty and stuff when you get here? Um, how was your? Let's fall, let's talk about that. How was your run? How was the the, the it marathon? It was very sweaty. So, <laughs> um, so it's in December, of course. Yeah, and all. Uh, leading up in the month or two leading up, it was getting um, colder than normally it does in South Carolina. So I was feeling really good about that. And even just a week ago, it was nice and cold and all my runs were really great and comfortable and cold. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, uh, and it's like, it's like mother nature decided to save all the warmth and humidity just for that one day. (laughs) Suddenly, (laughs) suddenly nice. nice and warm and muggy it would there was like a fog warning the morning that we started it was uh, so humid outside and and um but it, it cleared up about halfway through but yeah 26.2 miles is a long time a long distance my legs still hurt yeah that's a lot uh mm-hmm. full marathon and you said on your facebook post uh i noticed that you oh for some reason you got small there we go uh that oh, you small <laughs> That you uh, you you weren't sure you'd do another marathon, but but you felt like a bunch of half marathons were maybe in your future. So so that's yeah, my takeaway yeah, from I, that was like, all right, he had the goal, he worked up to the goal, did all the prep, got the goal, and now he can he can be Gladriel and recede into the West or whatever. You can kind of just do yeah. your next, you know, do a little things and become the kind of runner you want to be, not Mister Max Runner all the time. I th- I think my takeaway from that. Was I love half marathons I'd done many times throughout my training, so it's I've done those, and those are fun, um, and and I can I could do that. I I think in the days since the marathon and and thinking back, I think I could be convinced to do another full marathon, especially if if I, I think I could do another full marathon if you didn't tell me I was doing a full marathon. Brian, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, like crickets, Brian. There's no crickets in your yeah. food. You'll be fine. Yeah. I won't tell you until after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no I, yeah. in all seriousness, yeah, I, I do think I could do another, um, another full marathon. I think I would like to eventually. I just don't know when that's going to be. It's I, it was really hard, though, so I would definitely have to train up for it again. You you remind me of um, the women in my life, specifically Kim and and, and my sister. I have sisters mm-hmm. uh, who all did this thing where um, it felt unique to childbirth, but maybe it's like a marathon. They had their baby, their first babies, and it was really hard. Like you know, yeah. and especially if they went natural and didn't have any painkillers or whatever. Kim did this twice. And in the throes of labor and right after, you're like, okay, I can't do that again. I can't do that mm-hmm. again, right? Right. But then a little time passes. You're like, all right, gearing up for the next one. Let's go. Let's do this. And 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 maybe that's a kind of happens with and runners. Tina held to that. She yeah. says, no, I'm not doing this again. And we never did that again. Um, <laughs> and that I mean, was the last time Brian had sex. Brian, you do the 150 do, Yeah, the miles. MS 150. And every year I say, yeah, this is my, after I finish, I'm like, 
all right, I think this might be my last year of doing this. And then, you know, spring rolls around. I'm like, no, I'll totally do it again. And I always say that that um, I don't do the full 150. I just ride to the next um, the next stop or the next, uh, uh, what do they call those, pit stop. Yeah. Um, and then I, if I feel fine, I keep going. And that just has gotten me all the way through um, year after year, whenever we don't get taken off the course because of rain, whatever, you know, COVID, that sort of thing. Um, and then you probably had something similar, right? Or I don't know, do they have pit stops on a marathon? They probably don't yeah. on a marathon, do they? No, on a marathon, they do sort of, I mean, more or less they do. They they call them water stations or water stops. Yeah, and, okay. Um, and it's about every two miles or so, depending. And you actually stop and drink water as opposed to like when you're running and they just put throw water in front of you and you grab it and... Yeah, well, you can stop or keep going. I usually uh, kept going. A lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people um, will walk through the water stations like they just make that part of their plan, and that's mm-hmm. what I did for the most part. There are okay. there are two or so that I had to stop and sit down for because I hit a major. Uh, my time was about five hours and twenty minutes. I okay. was going to be. Um, I wanted. It was a little bit less than that. I wanted to hit. I was hoping to hit around four and a half miles, but or four and a half hours. But um, I hit a huge wall at about 18 miles where I had to walk for most of the rest of it. And uh, that was because I probably didn't pace myself very well at the beginning. And this is the first time I've done a marathon, so there was a lot of learning. That sure, happened. sure, sure. Um, and, uh, and anyway, so, so for a couple of those water stations, I had to sit down. I was having some cramping in my legs, so I had to sit down on the side of the road and... and um, let my legs recover for a, a couple seconds or a minute or something like that and then keep going. Yeah. But um but yeah, the the water stations they've got water and Gatorade at them. You can it's just like you see on TV, you can either run past and grab it and throw it in your face or <laughs> just throw or, the cup on the ground cuz you're in a hurry. I got to go. The, that's the funny thing. They have these designated what they call drop zones yeah. um where where you just are you can throw whatever trash you have. People will like plan as part of their run where <laughs> at the beginning they'll have like a coat just, on this giant styrofoam cardboard uh, box that yeah, i get yeah. with my big screen tv i know how we're gonna get rid of it yeah <laughs> right people discard their clothing at these drop zones but it's it i don't know as like a conscientious person it feels really weird to like yeah. run by and have like a paper cup and just like throw it awesome. on the ground yeah. <laughs> totally yeah yeah no matter but, uh, what no matter but, what the context that just feels weird but i guess there are people yeah, that clean it up totally is there but so I, here's what i, I picture and you can you can confirm or deny this but i picture if you run past okay you're the runner mm-hmm. and there's a signal that you know to give if you want it and that signal is if i run past the station the drop zone and i pick up my shirt that means I want somebody to run over with a finger full of uh, uh, lube or whatever and rub my nipple. <laughs> Vaseline. Yeah, Vaseline your nipples. <laughs> and then run away, and then you put your shirt. Now you're good for the next, you know, stretch for having your, your nips. Getting... I knew I knew nipples would come up some uh, somehow in all this Oh, they discussion. always come up. Yeah. Nipples I don't know about up. that. But ah, nipples I'd... always come up. <laughs> well, there's definitely, I mean, it's you got to it's you got to consider your nipple care during a run. Yeah, take um... <laughs> good self-nipple care is what I'm saying. Yeah. I um, used the that body glide stuff I've talked about. I just rubbed deodorant sticks on my nipples, basically. Oh, that's fan- fantastic visual. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us that. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's <clears throat> exactly what you're picturing. That's what it looked like. Wonderful. Hey, so uh, in the midst of all of that, 
uh, were, did any amazing science ideas come to your head or, or, you know, what, how do you want to do today? What's, what's on your mind? What I, are you feeling? I figured, um, we would end up talking about the marathon a little bit and I was too tired to prepare much science news. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so I did come up with some, uh, uh, I came up with a list of fun winter science facts that we can, uh, pick from if you oh fun yeah i like this let's do it it's cold now i'm freezing i don't know how i don't know how fun they really are but (laughs) winter science facts do you guys get blizzards much where you are sometimes (laughs) we do or i do yeah Yeah, sometimes it's been a while i have to say we've had a weird couple of winters where we don't have near the snow we are used to getting but there are some winters On record yeah, here that are there's a Dairy Queen maybe three miles away from me and we get oh you took my joke oh nicely oh done. sorry <laughs> nicely done Brian nicely uh, but with, but uh, it was Randy good. on film sack yeah, all the time that was good we yeah. had we have to make a Dairy Queen joke at least one of us does um yeah. the uh, blizzards uh, one piece of I was looking up some in looking for the science facts I did find out there's a strict way that they define blizzards and it's a uh, visibility reduced to a quarter of a mile yeah. Mm. Uh, winds of 35 miles per hour or more. Yeah. And it has to last at least three hours. I didn't know that, that all that. Oh, was, those are uh, your three caveats. Well, I've definitely been yeah. in one of those then. We were, we had a drive home from Park City once and the entire thing was in those conditions. It was bad, like real bad. And it was yeah. in a Honda freaking Civic, I think, which is like, you know, a fine car, but mm-hmm. conditions as they were was not the best thing to have in the middle of a, of, a, of a blizzard. But it's been a right. while, and I'm I'm kind of grateful. I mean, on the other hand, it's also signals some weird climate change here, where we're not getting the snow shed or the watershed we're used to. So that's kind of bad. Right. But uh, I remember the last really big one. Kim was out in it visiting her sister. I was working home that day. It was before. I guess this was before I jumped out. So it's been like oh seven oh eight, and. Uh, but for some reason, I was home that day, thank goodness, because uh, my kids were little. And Kim got out there and was doing something with her sister, and we got hit with this like sudden uh, blizzard-level storm. And she got tried to come home in it and ended up having to pull over and stay inside of a school or something. It was crazy. Mm, so wow. the whole that whole night, it just got hosed, and everybody got stuck, and it was, it was bad. So yes, to answer your question, Brian and I both experienced some blizzards. Mm-hmm. I lived in northern Minnesota for a year, and... and- we had several. I was in like seventh grade though, so it. My memories are very fun of blizzards. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet because when it happens when you're a kid, this is not a big. It's yeah. great. You know. Yeah, it's snow day from school. I yeah. mean, yeah, there were a yeah. lot of them. Did you guys? Did get you snow know days? that thunderstorms don't normally happen in winter? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's very I heard rare that thunder th- only happens when it's raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that that song was scientifically vetted that it was yeah, true. No. <laughs> okay. There, there are. Um, there is a phenomenon called thunder snow, which is an amazing name. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we get but, that, uh, which is really weird. Yeah, it's thunder my AC. Snow. It's my yeah. ACDC cover band. I used to do <laughs> thunder snow. Yeah, thunder snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the reason thunderstorms don't happen in the winter usually is because um, you actually have to have warm, moist air mm. uh, that causes thunderstorms. Oh, um, yeah. The the warm, moist air has to go up over the cool air so in the winter time you don't have a lot of warm moist air uh and and you don't get the lightning and thunder phenomenon bec- even when it does snow 
even though there's clouds and stuff like that, because the lightning is caused by this circulation of warm, moist air dropping down, ice particles and hail dropping through the clouds, melting, getting shot back up. And um, like the friction and movement between the clouds causes the bottom of the clouds to be negatively charged, which then forces the ground to kind of change to a positive charge, which then causes night. But that doesn't happen yeah. when there's no warm air in the mix. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. We have so we have an exception to that rule where we do get thunder sometimes in the winter and during those storms, but it's because of our inversion in the valley. So oh, we have right. we basically live in a bowl here, a mm-hmm. uh, big prehistoric lake bed. Um, which mm-hmm. is essentially a bowl with mountains on all sides. And as a result, uh, in the winter, sometimes we get this horrible inversion where um, the warm air is out on top and the cold air gets trapped. And then what else gets trapped is all of the freaking smog and car exhaust and all the other bullshit we pump out. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible. I mean, like, you know, air quality and, and like we were as bad as the worst town in India or something for like a, two days. And then it wow. lifts. Kind of like fires during the fire season in California. It's just like really, really bad. But I've seen a couple of times during those conditions and it's snowing, you'll hear just distant thunder. It's rare though. So like yeah. you say, it's not it's not going to be your typical thing happening. Yeah, that's... Um, f- atmospheric phenomenon are so complicated and really fascinating. So. Yeah. Um, Katie Davis so- says, I love the inversion. Nothing like chewing on your own hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. He lives here. He knows. He knows what's up. Yeah. So there. snow. Did you know that snow is 90% air? No. Oh, really? Well, I guess yeah. that would make sense. Like when you, you can compact it down so yeah. so far. Yeah. 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 Two and a half cups of water roughly could make a gallon of snow. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That's, That's a lot um, of stuff. And vice versa, I guess. Yeah. A gallon of snow could melt down to two and a half cups of water. <laughs> That's how math works. <laughs> Yeah. Well done. <laughs> you did the reverse there. It was, it was pretty good. Um, it's a lot easier to do it that way than make snow out of two and a half cups of water. Yeah, I don't know why I said it the other way. So what what do you make of um um how does how do they make fake snow? Like when a, when a ski resort's like low on snow that year and they make a, they have snow machines. How's that? You even can done? make them yourself if it's cold enough. If you have an air compressor and a water hose, really. Um, I don't know how you make them. So I sh- I'm, you're just I'm, basically I'm, making a mist in freezing yeah, conditions that's how you make right? it you can you can yeah. yeah there are plans online you can do you can get to to do it i know i knew someone around here who made one because it gets to freezing temperatures in the winter time sometimes but um n- hardly ever at the same time that it rains uh-huh. right. so they made themselves a, a machine with an air compressor and a water hose and and yeah it, like you said brian basically just putting them together in such a way that when you turn it on it it mists the water it and freezes it gets the, the air, air and yeah. right. Okay, yeah. so it it's like the it's the snow. it's the cubic zirconium of mm-hmm. of snow, right? It's right, hard, it, and you just don't get. I would assume. Oh, there's an interesting question. Do you still get? You don't get snowflake patterns. You don't get ice crystals like like you do with naturally occurring snowflakes, do you? Or does the water freezing when it's in air? It probably makes some kind of a 
a, a snowflake shape, but you're not. I doubt. I bet you're not going to get them as big as yeah. natural snow because that floats around in the atmosphere a bunch and collects more moisture. Collects more moisture. And, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Because it, it can take two. It can take like up to two hours for a snowflake. See how we segued into one of my other. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, nicely mm-hmm. done. We oh, yeah. can, it takes a snowflake up to two hours to fall down to the earth. Is that true? Huh. Oh. Yeah. That's wow. crazy. Two hours. Wait a minute. Yeah. Holy shit. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why that's it, so surprising to me. I mean, I guess it, it's going to be there's variables, but there's some sort of average there, right? So that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, up it, to. it's very light, and it just keeps like going. going there's left a lot of right. moving air up there pushing things around. So. Yeah, uh, hail. Man. I mean, boy, some of the because hail just keeps getting more and more coats of moisture until it's heavier than the wind that keeps sending it back up until it finally drops. Yeah. So I'd love to know how long some some hail stays. So up I could there. fire up. I don't know, two episodes of succession in a row and watch those. <laughs> yeah. And by the time can, I'm done, that that one that just left will be here. I like that I, that's where you go. It's not like, oh, I could uh, watch the entirety of the movie Jack Frost <laughs> in the time it takes for a snowflake to, to work. <laughs> well, I've been thinking about succession because I'm behind and I want to catch up because I'm hearing good things about Snow falls on cedars. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. And that is, uh, yeah. okay, that was a fact I didn't know. Give me another one. Give me another big one. What else you got? Um, here's a, <laughs> here's a, more on us. Yeah. Here's a water and ice fact. Um, did you know that water freezes, a, a body of water freezes from the top down? I mean, you, if you thought about it, you probably knew that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It obviously sense. freezes from the how top. How it's exposed, right, how the air is yeah. exposed. Sure. It probably the, depends on how, that is. I would think how deep, I would think maybe it wouldn't matter because deep depth doesn't matter. But because there's lots of frozen earth and, you know, parts of the world where deep down it's super cold and it which should freeze water. But I guess you're right. The most the most immediate access it has to the elements are the top. So that makes sense. Right. right. So and the reason it is, is because and water is very unique in this regard, because other substances that freeze are always more dense than their liquid counterparts. But water is very unique in that when it when it freezes and turns into ice, ice frozen water is less dense than liquid water, yeah. and so that's why ice floats. But that's very unusual, and um, and the most dense water gets is around four degrees Celsius. So what happens is is a body of water which is exposed to the very cold air, the top of it starts it cools the top, yeah. and then as the stuff at the top gets to four degrees Celsius, it all sinks to the bottom. So another interesting thing is that before a body of water can freeze, and this is typically, I'm sure there are exceptions to this, but um, before a body of water can freeze, pretty much the entire thing has to get to four degrees Celsius before it will start. Um, and then uh, and then it'll start freezing. So like, like um, lakes are a good example of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah like ponds Mount, and lakes, lakes and everything. Okay. And, the, and because of that, that's why... You know, if it didn't, if it did it the other way around, fish would not be able to live through the winter. You know, yeah, because it mm. would freeze from the bottom up, and they there would be no place for the fish to go. Frozen fish, yeah. Do you think there's a ton of people in Arizona that have no idea what the hell we're talking about today? <laughs> what is the snow is and ice they keep ice? talking about? Yeah, they don't are they know talking about cocaine and yeah. diamonds? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have those here. I know what those are. They'll say. Says them. Yeah. Um, all right, give us another. Give us a, 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 another one. Give us a triumvirate of facts. What's a third one? Yeah, well, things are better uh, in trees. Yeah, science. Let's see. <laughs> Ge- uh, geese fly south for the winter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, did you know that the so they they fly in a V formation, and apparently 
they they fly in that formation and that's the most efficient flight formation for them to be in because of the way the the wind breaks across their bodies so that's really I, I hesitate to say that's why geese are doing it cuz they're not like making decisions about I think the wind just puts them in that in that spot <laughs> yeah they're not saying <laughs> Nobody's okay, they're, they're trying to go somewhere else. Nobody's but. asking the geese, and even if you could, they can't tell us. But it seems like there's probably some method to their madness, right? Some uh, yeah. evolutionary. Evolution. They yeah. play in a V formation because it's the dickish thing to do. Because <laughs> geese are dicks. They are. They dicks. tried the geese who evolved to fly in like a T formation didn't get as far. And, and died, so. <laughs> right, exactly. so the V ones are like. I do know that that oh, like ahead. the lead goose changes constantly throughout their flight. Like they swap out. Who's, I didn't know that. That's who's cool. leading the V, yeah. Mm, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chiron points out that Flagstaff, Arizona is the snow capital of the country. I know. I, I, I know is that Flagstaff's... Really? Yeah, Flagstaff's weird. They're they're yeah. up high. There's an elevation thing there. I'm talking like oh, Phoenix yeah. and stuff. Phoenix is it's like 85 degrees today, so they think that's winter. I guess Arizona's big. Yeah, it's a big state. <laughs> it's a big state full of wonderful human beings and a few weirdos. And, it's like uh, my sister used to live in northern Texas, and she said it, you know, would snow every year. And I was like, Texas, Texas, how is that possible? <laughs> yeah. How can you do that? Yeah, no, there's Isn't parts it of desert. Even uh, yeah, there are parts of Arizona, northern Arizona that are they're just like here. They just get what they get. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. All right, I like that fact a lot because geese are dicks, and uh, they should all fall out of the sky and be gone. They should fact. be them. Yeah. Geese are dicks. Yeah, what if geese all died? What actual impact would it have? Really? Think about it. Oh, would really I would. Bad. I would have no pate, and I would be bummed about oh, no my pate. occasional <laughs> my occasional French French delicacy pate. Oh, it's too bad. Isn't that Is the, that one, the they... one where they torture the geese or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, shove it down That's their what throat. makes it delicious, and that's what makes me enjoy it even more. <laughs> oh, because of those dick geese. Yeah, yeah, dick yeah. Geese. yeah. Exactly. You're right. Do you have one where the goose was extra tortured for the pate? <laughs> ah, I'll take that one, please. Yeah, somebody the other day, one of my neighbors says he thought he saw Mendoza back at the lake. But um, I got to think, since that was like a 2014 deal, I got to think that geese is either dead or they don't live that long. I don't think geese are like, they don't live for 20 years, do they? I have no idea. I don't claim to know anything about geese other than their flying formation efficiency. Yeah, like a big (laughs) vagina in the sky. That's what they do. Um, All right. uh, I think foie gras and pate is the same thing, isn't it? I thought those two were the same thing. Foie gras is, I think, from ducks. So. Oh um, right, right. Is that tortured ducks? Then is that the deal? Tortured yeah. ducks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I can I get the pate or the foie gras from the duck that slowly walked across <laughs> the street in front of my car and stared at me the whole time? <laughs> you want and specific then stopped revenge? Halfway through. Yeah, you want specific <laughs> revenge against that one duck? I like it. When I speaking of running, when yeah. I'm running and there are geese, they, they don't give a f. <laughs> like they yeah. will not move. Yeah. No, They're they just don't like, care. Uh, you're running here. Okay, you can go around us. Um, yeah, they so. hate your guts. There's nothing a geese won't do. A geese, a goose won't do to make your life worse than it was before you saw him. That's just the rule. Yeah. Uh, well, Bobby, this has been enlightening. I feel I feel filled of of new ideas, facts, and and, and concepts around the scientific use yep. of snow yep. that I didn't expect to get today, and some bonus stuff about running real hard. So, uh, why don't you tell folks where more of this sort of thing can be found on your podcast and how they can get it? My podcast, where we talk about science every week and science news and just whatever we're thinking about and interested in in science, is called All Around Science. And uh, that's the, we uh, just this past 
yesterday an episode released where we talked it's a christmas themed feature on our episode where we talked about virgin birth Ooh. oh and uh the science about did you know that there are creatures in the world that do have virgin birth they, no they reproduce asexually it's not exactly the same as asexual reproduction. Oh, really? Okay. It's literally. Oh, well, I got to learn. I want to learn what this is. Yeah. We're literally talking about an egg, which is... Getting fertilized. The, the female gamete, an uh, egg being mm. growing into a new offspring without needing fertilization. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I want to listen. Do they call and that And we talk about whether or not... Does it get dirty, though? Is this show getting real dirty? And uh, it's called the yeah. Jesus Blue. Egg. Tune in. <laughs> find out now you'll have to listen to find out but we do talk about <laughs> as the final teaser we do talk about whether or not humans can uh can give birth using what's called the scientific term is parthenogenesis Ooh. and um can humans have virgin births so you'll have to listen to find out spoil uh, i'll give you a little teaser the answer is no. Oh, um, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that's more of a tease. That's less of a tease than yeah, just a flat-out answer, Bobby. But there's a <laughs> there's a there's an interesting reason why humans can't give uh, birth using with parthenogenesis, and so you'll have to find out exactly oh, what cool. that is. All right, and you know, what funny. kinds of creatures do it all that, the time? I always knew that word parthenogenesis from a song called Nemesis by Shriekback because I think they couldn't come up with enough words to rhyme with nemesis, so they just used parthenogenesis. Oh, because that's the only one. There may only really be the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, well, there you all go. All around science. That's what you want to go listen. Yeah, to. go check it out, Bobby. Have a great week and don't run too hard. So we we'll see you all again. Right. Bye now. All right. There goes Bobby. Hey, right. hey, listeners. Someone out there knows that song, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, somebody knows it. Right in. Guacamar. I think Guacamar just said it. Oh, he did. Yep. Oh, yeah, there you go. He's used there it in the song. Uh, quick email before we leave from Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, I'm Batman. Just kidding. He says, <laughs> hey, gang, uh, everyone knows Scott's hatred for George Harrison's I've Got My Mind Set on You. I was always very neutral about the song myself, but when I heard the James Ray original, I found myself yeah. really enjoying it. My question is, does Scott hate the song regardless or just the George Harrison version? Love the show. Keaton. Uh, I am of the opinion that the George Harrison version ruined the song. Really? That was okay when James Ray sang it, but yeah. the George Harrison version is so repetitive and so annoying to me yeah. that it makes it hard for me to hear any version because... All I can think of is the George Harrison version. So there's your answer. You know what? I totally I totally get that because I hate the original version of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. But there are covers out there that's like, oh, I kind of like this. So yeah. it, it's, it is separate from the song. Yeah, it can happen. Um, yep, totally is. That uh, my favorite theory, the version, not the song. My my favorite theory on that song. What was? The, what did I read this on Facebook or something? It's not even think it is even that new. But somebody said. It's basically the song is about somebody interrupting Paul McCartney and his friends doing witchcraft. And here, oh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll let me get let me okay. pull this up. So we got to go simply wait. Sim, yeah. sim, it's such a long ass title. Simply <laughs> having yes. a wonderful. And it's just about all the lyrics to the song. Time, too. yeah. So I got to find the lyrics here. Um, uh, here we go. Okay, so. Um, I forgot to find the right one. Yeah, here it is. 
So the lyrics go, they say it's like they're doing witchcraft and then they get interrupted. Here's where the part where they're doing witchcraft. The mood mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight and that's enough. And then someone walks in and goes, what are you guys doing? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I like that theory a lot. Yeah, I like that too. That's great. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, All right. That's it for today's program. I'd like to point your squinties to patreon.com slash TMS. It is the the very fuel of our engine. It's how we keep going. So if you would like to support us and get cool stuff in return, there's no better time or place than patreon.com slash TMS. And as always, you can find everything else at frogpants.com slash TMS. Send us your emails just like Keaton here, themorningstream at gmail.com. We'd love to read them here on the show. I don't yeah. think there's anything else going on that I need to mention today. Um, no. No. I don't think so. Yeah, we're good. Do you have anything? Do you have anything today that you want to... Um, Hammond and I are recording a, uh, uh, a soundography, but that won't get posted for a couple weeks until uh, uh-huh. he does some editing on it. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh-uh. You want to uh, know who we listen to? Alice in Chains. Ooh. Listen to the entire catalog of Alice in Chains. Did you come, Allison and the Chains. Allison and the Chains, Snuffin' Roosters since 1991. Very That's exciting. Right. I love that band. Like, unapologetically. I do, too. I, I, you know, I knew songs like Wood and Rooster and um, uh, other hits. Other <laughs> 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 than the mainstream songs. Yeah. And I never listened to their entire catalog. I have the album with the three-legged dog on it, which I think is, isn't that just called Alice in Chains? That's their self-titled? I think so, yeah. The third three-legged album or something. Blue, and then uh, I have the Jar of Flies EP. Yeah. But I'd never listened to the entire uh, catalog before. And I got to say, good stuff. It is. I don't I don't think I've heard anything post-Lane Staley, like after he passed away. I don't I think, think there are only two albums post-Lane Staley. Were there? Right? Okay. The Dinosaurs. Yeah, and they and were famous the, for, they got a guy who sounded just like him. And that was mm-hmm. supposed to help or hurt or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Sometimes that helps. Kinda sometimes like the, it hurts. Hey, it helped Journey. Yeah, it did help. Did it though? Did anyone care about Journey after that? Or other than well, I mean, the... people see him in concert, but I don't know. If, I don't know if Journey's released anything with uh, Sam Panetta. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, like like uh, Alice in Chains, one of the great early grunge era bands. I love them. So that's an episode I think I'll be listening to because I want to hear what you guys say. Yeah. Uh, excellent stuff. Brian, let's get out of here. We need to have a song, though. Do you have one? I have one. Oh, thank Going goodness. out to Troy, a.k.a. Yavang, in chat. Oh, nice. Uh, greetings, Scott, Brian, and fellow Tad Pooligans. December 15th is my birthday. Oh, hold pause, on. Pause. Brian, pause. Wait, I got to play the whole thing. Happy birthday to you. And a happy new year. There you go. I love it. Uh, it's tomorrow, obviously. It also means that we're only two days away from the season two premiere of The Witcher. I have three birthday wishes. I hope everyone has a safe and joyous holiday season. I hope the Nifgardians have less weird-looking armor this season. And I would like to request a song on TMS. Can you play the Dan Vass cover of a Witcher song? Thank you, friends. Uh, P.S. Instead of a sound clip, can I get a happy birthday in the song intro done by Tina Bryan impersonation? Oh, hilarious. Oh, well, good. you're getting the clip. And uh, Tina would say, "Eh, Troy, I hope you have a very happy birthday. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to go isolate that and use it. That's amazing. (laughs) That's really good. 
anyway. right, so this is uh, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, of course, is performed by Dan Vask, V-A-S-C. It's it's the first four letters of vasectomy, in Ooh. case you were wondering. Oh, okay. uh, this is a brand new single he released last year, the metal version of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Ah, fantastic. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We got recommendals and your usually Wednesday nonsense, so please come back then and we'll see you all then. When a humble bard graced to ride at home with Geralt of Rivia, along came this song. From when the white wolf fought a silver-toned devil, his army of hells and his hooves did they revel. show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.